how would that feel for you? What would come up? And how is that showing up for you in your life? Is the fear of judgment stopping you from doing the thing? Are you doing the thing and you're getting some judgment? You're afraid of the judgment you're getting? There's something to learn about yourself and, and in general whenever you get feedback, whether it's constructive or destructive, whether it's bullying or not. But I would say that if you allow judgment to control you, you will not achieve your dreams. Welcome to Next Level University. I'm your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I'm your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At NLU, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. Our goal with every episode is to help you level up your life, love, health, and wealth. We bring you a new episode every single day on topics like confidence, self-belief, self-worth, self-awareness, relationships, boundaries, consistency, habits, and defining your own unique version of success. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere completely free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode. Episode number 1,609, you don't have to change everything about yourself. Today, for episode number 1,610, do you ever overcome the fear of judgment? So it's big news in the podcasting world that Joe Rogan just signed what I believe is a $250 million deal with Spotify. So I said, ah, that's a really good thing to create some content on as a podcast coach and a podcast consultant and a podcaster who talks about podcasting. So I created something for TikTok and I said, I'm going to throw this out here. I think we'll get some good feedback on it. And last night was one of those just dark night of the souls. I was, I had a rough day, some stuff happen, business stuff. It was just rough. It was a rough night for me. I ordered Taco Bell and I was like, ah, let me check on my, let me check on my TikTok. See how it's doing. See what level of impact we're having to the world. And there was a, a con. So the, the piece of content basically was Joe Rogan makes a lot of money from ads and sponsorships. Most of us are just not going to do it. That's just not how most small podcasts make money. Here are a couple ideas on how you could actually make money with a podcast. And somebody commented. And what they said, how'd that go? It wasn't bad. It's not bad. It's not a terrible comment. It's not, it was nothing, I guess, too crazy. But this is what somebody commented How are you going to give advice on something you're struggling to do? And I, when that happens, I get this little pit in my stomach. It's like, I really want to respond and say something, not mean. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to respond and start an argument, but I have two top 100 podcasts and I've been doing this full time now for six years and this is how I make my living so I I know how to what do you mean I'm not struggling to do this at all we're crushing it we're doing really really good we have a successful business 1600 episodes never missed an episode ah it's happening it's happening this is big for me what People are not believing in you and you're getting, (laughs) and you're getting triggered because you're so, I just feel so seen right now. I feel like I I have the results you're telling me I don't have. That's what, what's going on? Isn't it so wild? But yeah. And, and by the way, this other person probably isn't nearly as successful. They're not even a podcaster. They're, 
they're yeah. maybe a 13-year-old human. I know this is a selfish moment. Kev, that has been my life. I can imagine. 100%. I can imagine. But I do want to make sure we stick to the original point of the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever really, really overcome the fear of judgment. Because it's better than it's ever been. It's better. I mean, I looked at it and I said, I really want to say something back. And I was like, okay, why? Why do I need to be right? And why does he need to know? I, whatever. Let me have my Taco Bell and, and I won't worry about it. And then today when we were talking, I said, oh, that would probably, well, you said that would probably make a really good episode to talk about judgment. I think what happens is when you first start something, and this probably won't resonate with you at all, Alan. This, this is just an experience I've had. When you first start something, the reason you're afraid of judgment is because you're already judging what you're doing because you don't know if it's going to work out. As you do something more and more and more and more, that judgment, the fear of judgment that I have now is more the fear of misunderstanding than judgment. Because that wasn't, that was a level of judgment. But it's more, it's more the misunderstanding. You just don't know. You don't know what you're what you said. You just yeah. It was a very ignorant comment. Yeah, I think I think, but that's the difference. If I had just started a podcast, and let's say I'd helped one client, and then I posted that and somebody commented, I might have that moment of ah, what if they're right though? I don't. I don't really know what I'm doing. That would hurt. That's just a different. It just hits you in a different place from from a place of judgment. So just like. I don't know if imposter syndrome ever really goes away. I think you understand it better. And again, for me at least, this is a, maybe it's a me experience. I don't know. I don't know if it ever goes away. I think you develop a different relationship with it and then you connect. If I don't have imposter syndrome, that probably also means I'm not growing. So maybe imposter syndrome isn't as bad as I once thought it was. I think you just continue to evolve your relationship with judgment. As you get better and better at something, I think you're relationship with the judgment you receive is just completely completely different i for a long time but it never goes away yeah it's different but it doesn't go away i don't yeah i don't know i mean i don't i maybe it does in certain stuff if you do it long enough i there's probably i used to when i used to do a lot of boxing at the gym and i was very new to that I would get insecure about what people thought. Like, am I going to end up a meme? Like me shadow boxing in front of the mirror or somebody to take a video of me and I'm going to end up a meme. And now, like today I was shadow boxing at the gym after I finished my workout. And I don't think about that at all. It's almost like if anything, I actually want to be seen because I think I've crossed the chasm of above average. So if I'm going to get judged, it's probably going to be a positive judgment, not a negative one. I don't know. I just wonder if there's something in it. Yeah, but but what you don't know is that the better and better and better you get, the more you're going to get hated on for no reason. Ignorant comments like that. Yeah, but the comment is only ignorant because of the actual success behind the scenes. So it's almost like that's the re- I'm I'm just upset that they don't actually know. Not that they judged the video because it wasn't like hey you're ugly like well 
I do have two giant pimples in my forehead right now. I, I don't know if I would be upset about that. If somebody reached out and said, hey, why don't you cover up your pimples before you do a video? Like, I don't, because I don't care that much. I'm on camera every single day. Like, this is just who I am. But you do care about your competence. Yeah, yeah. And I care about the fact that I don't post content I don't know stuff about. There's a reason I don't, you know, I don't post certain content because I don't, that's just not who I am. It's so interesting. And I know that we were planning on doing an episode at some point about this. Uh-oh. So I won't go too deep. There's something called internal family systems. Many people have heard me talking about it. Uh, my therapist, her name's Carol. She, she does IFS work with me and it's really powerful and it's a whole thing. So you can research this. But there's something called an exile which is a part of you that holds pain and insecurity and trauma. And there's different types of exiles. And it's basically a part of you that you've, you're hiding. We all have a part of us that we're just trying to keep below the water, so to speak. Like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm insecure about X, Y, Z. And maybe I don't even want myself to know. So I'm pretending I'm not insecure when I really am. Yeah. And I think maturity, emotional maturity, is just being like, wow, I really am insecure about that. And then what's ironic? Like, I used to hate my nose, and then I started talking about it, and now I don't like, I don't dislike it like I used to. It's like this weird thing, how that works. But I remember there was a time where I used to purposely wear a hat because I didn't want the lack of symmetry. I broke my nose, and it was like a whole thing. But I had trauma around that because it was a bad, bad break. And, I mean, blood everywhere is is awful. But anyways, so, and it was right before graduation day, too. That really sucked. Yeah, I graduated the next day. My nose was on the other side of my face. That sucked. Really sucked. My graduation party that night. Yeah, it was really bad. But anyways, so so I had all this pain and trauma and it was an exile. It's like I didn't I didn't like my nose, but I didn't want anyone to know. So I was hiding it. Once you face the exile and you just own it, it becomes less it controls you less. And so what I think is happening, I would be upset to some extent with the comment that person made too. Ignorance has always bothered me. And I think on some level it's supposed to bother me because I'm trying to educate people. But on, the other, but on the other end of that, I think I would feel attacked. I would feel undervalued. Mm. Uh, the, the two types of exiles that I focus on in my coaching is one is unlovable. Which is, if you have the exile of unlovable, most likely you don't feel like an easily likable person. You feel like you've always been attacked for almost no reason. You've probably dealt with bullying. You've probably been bullied. Uh, You most likely are afraid of judgment, not because you don't think you're great, but because you you have often been uh, triggering the insecurities of those around you. I I think unlovable is rarer than the next one. The next one is referred to an IFS as defective, but I like to think of it as not feeling capable enough. So for example, Kevin and I are good examples. Please know we're not talking about us. We want you thinking of you, but we use ourselves as examples. Kevin has, in my, in my opinion, I think you have defective, which is, <laughs> let me psychoanalyze you for a second. I, I think that you have, I don't feel capable enough. I think that's your deepest exile. And I don't have that. I don't, I very rarely feel not capable enough. Very, very rarely. So it's not, it's not like I don't have it at all. It's just very small, very small yep. exile. 
Whereas Kev's is like, no, 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 I, I've earned this. I'm really good at podcasting. I coach podcast, right? Whereas me, it would just be, it would trigger unlovable. It's like, why do you hate me for no reason? I don't understand. Mm. And so that's why when you were articulating, well, am I, if I'm above average, I'll almost want a video. I don't have that at all. I don't want judgment period. Like I, because I know the better I get at something, the more I'm going to be disliked. And I don't think your fear is being disliked. I think your fear is being seen as incompetent when you're actually competent, which is a whole weird thing. But well, I don't like being disliked either. I'm not a fan, definitely. I think that we both don't like being disliked. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, fair. But the reasons underneath it are different. For, so if you're a long-term listener, this will make sense. If you're not, I'll try to articulate it better. But Kev isn't super afraid, and I've been studying you for a long time, Kev. You're not that afraid of like losing people. No. You're not that offended if... Like you're, you're, you care about, you know, past friends that they, they judge you or whatever, but not nearly as much as I do. Mm. And you're much more afraid of not being successful. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I'm not afraid of not being successful at all. I'm afraid of being hated my whole life. Mm. Right. And so I think that that is the diametric opposite of our, of our deep core wound, which we will do another episode on. So I digress, but, um, I do think those are the two main ones. and. I think our listeners can learn a lot about themselves if they if they identify with one more than the other. Unlovable, most likely you are really competent. You believe in yourself. You always kind of have. You, you feel like you love yourself pretty much. When you're alone, you really love yourself. Um, and you feel very capable of things. But you get disliked often and attacked and bullied for what seems like no reason. Uh, that's unlovable. Defective is you just don't feel, why is that person so good at everything? And why do I suck? You know, maybe you had a sibling who was super, this is what I've found. A lot of, a lot of defective people who feel defective, no one's actually defective, by the way. This is just the, the psychology. They usually had a sibling that was really good at everything. Mm. And, and it creates this like, wait a minute, when you're a kid, it's like, why aren't I smarter? Am I not smart? Am I not that capable? Am I not that good at X, Y, Z? I never felt like I had any of that. I always felt like I could get good at whatever I wanted and but I always felt unlovable. I mean, people just don't like the kid. It's wild. And I'm like trying to help people every day. It's like this weird thing. Mm. So anyways, I, I didn't want to take the whole episode, but I do feel like that's the root of why we fear judgment. You and I fear judgment. Both of us do. Yeah, of course. It's for a completely different reason though. Yeah. Next Level Nation, what is happening? As you know, we want to add as much value as humanly possible. And if we can make that value free... It's an even bigger win. We have a free course on the website right now. It's called Seven Simple Steps to a Next Level You. And it's a live event that we had. We thought to ourselves, what is the most valuable free course we can do? And this is what we came up with. So click the link in the show notes and it will take you there. It is some of the best fundamentals that we have packaged nicely into a free course. The ultimate point I want to make is I... I'm 1,600 and some odd episodes in, and I've done, I don't know how many posts on social, thousands. And I still, I still hate it. I still hate it. I think the assumption is you're most likely not, I guess it's a fine line, you're most likely not going to get any more judgment than you can handle. It's not like, if you and I were to go viral and have millions of followers tomorrow, I think that would be really hard because you might get 10 times more love, but you're also going to get probably 10 times more hate. 
and I'm just not equipped for that yet. But I have to imagine 10 years from today, I will have gotten 10 years worth of judgment. So my relationship with it will just be a little bit different. What was it like for you this time versus in the past? I, mo- I just moved on a lot faster. That, I just moved on a lot faster. It didn't really like hijack my night. In the past, in not the recent past, but in the in the beginning, I mean, that would hijack my night. That would, yeah, yeah that would take the whole night. I'd be thinking about that all day. I appreciate you admitting that. Of course. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. So that sucks. And and for the listeners, if you struggle with fear fear of judgment, every I think almost everyone I agree. does. I, I've found very few people who don't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the people who don't have really worked on it, consciously and intentionally, ego free, behind the scenes. Cool. Emilia is really good at this. Um, but she still, it still affects her. It just affects her less than it ever has. Go ahead. I was going to say, let me do this. Cause th- I think this is maybe the most relatable thing I can say. When, when I was Jeffing on my fitness, I just wasn't, I don't know why I was just going through. I just went through a phase where I was not very consistent in the gym and I lost a lot of confidence in the gym. And when I started going back, I went to, I went to another gym because I liked it better because it was smaller because it was like i don't want to go i just don't feel like i belong at that that other gym anymore i'm not the like you said it to me like you're just not the fitness guy it wasn't that but i wasn't i wasn't my ego wasn't ready to go to a gym and be like last just starting what feels like and again i understand i'm remember in toronto brutal Oh, yeah, we went. So we bad. went to Toronto, and we went to. We this used to be the guys. Massive, we really fell. Yeah, this from gym the, was like the... three stories in downtown Toronto, <laughs> and everybody was jacked. And <laughs> you and I are. I was grabbing the forties. Yeah, it was bad. It was and again forties for seven. That's that's bad for. When I say yeah, bad, I don't mean it's all relative. Yeah, it's all relative. It's all relative. But I was. I don't know that I would. I would classify it as afraid of judgment. I don't know if that was the thought in my head, but that's part of it. I didn't want to go to a gym where I was like last. Even even right there, it shows what we talked about earlier with the unlovable versus the the defective. Kev, I I didn't mind that as much as you did. Oh, I believe that. I almost like that environment because I want to feel bad so that I, I know. am motivated. Well, you're a sicko. But 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 that's well, that's the thing though. Being I'm I'm actually very comfortable being less than. Yeah, yeah. You're less. You want to be more than, and that's why we work well together because. You're trying to be as much as me. I'm trying to be less and more relatable. Watch your words, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But but some people are afraid of success. Some people are afraid of failure. I'm afraid of success because because socially it's always caused me a lot of pain to be smarter than other people, better than other people, whatever. And and you have felt incompetent and you don't like being last. I don't mind being last at all. That doesn't bother me at all. I want to win the race. I would love to be last. What you I say? Win the race. No, I'm not making that wrong. I know. I, know. I just. When you start, when you start being, uh, and you are, you know, unbelievable at, at many things. When you start getting better and better and better, you're gonna get way more hate. I know. I mean, this. I know. There's a sneaky part of me that knows that that's gonna happen, and I'm almost excited for it because I'll feel less alone. I'm not excited for it. Um, when you start believing in yourself, people are gonna start ripping you a new one, man. It's it's brutal. It's so bad. It's so well, bad. But you, you get to believe in yourself, so that's the best. One part. Of, well, what I think the best part is we have a really awesome community 
Yeah. So I don't. Our community won't. Yeah. yeah I don't worry about. Sweethearts. I that's don't worry great. about that here. That's why I think that's one of the benefits of. One of the benefits of that is we can be as vulnerable as we are. We don't like bullies. We no, no, know, it's that's the one thing about our community. You got to be against something in the world. We're against. Bullies well, and I don't and... want to ego up. That's I want to respond, but I, in my mind, it's like, well, what's the point? What what will be solved by me responding? Am I looking for someone to apologize? I, no. I think you responding with something centered would help your self worth. And again, that's maybe a me thing. No, I I I have a score on our whiteboard downstairs. It's a self respect score, and. Every time I stand up for myself, you know, because my fear is being toxic. I don't ever want to be toxic. Yeah. Uh, you know, whenever I get really intense on this show, I'll always apologize. You'll hear me. It's like, listen, I'm sorry if I got my junk on you. That's not my goal, right? But at the end of the day, I have a self-respect score where every time I stand up for myself, I, did, I set a boundary yesterday that was it's a small little boundary. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't big, but I, gotta, I went and I, I have a six right now. So I get a tally. So I'll, I'll actually get seven because I did something else earlier today that was that was uh, big for me. The courage to speak up for yourself, I think, is important. Just don't overswing it and become the bully, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I do think that would help you to respond with something centered, just to stick up for yourself, your self worth. I think internally you'd have more self respect. Well, I got to figure out what centered is first. Yeah, maybe tell him to f off. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm I don't joking. know. I don't I'm know. Sorry. We'll it's see. Fun, though. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I really am playing. Yeah, yeah, being of playful. Of course. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll we'll talk about that in a later episode. But again, I know this one was very heavy on me and and my experiences and and Alan with his experiences. Just think of how that, how would that feel for you? What would come up, and how is that showing up for you in your life? Is the fear of judgment stopping you from doing the thing? Are you doing the thing and you're getting some judgment? You're afraid of the judgment you're getting? And this is the last thing I would say. If you, hypothetically, if I put a post up, I mean, not even hypothetically, this, this is, happens. It's common. I, th- I put a post up. Now, let's say it gets three likes. Mm-hmm. That is a judgment. I just didn't see how many people saw it and decided not to do anything with it. Yeah, of course. If anything, that's a bigger judgment than one person reaching out and saying, hey, it's so judgment is contextual. Yeah. Judgment is contextual. There's probably a lot of people that look at a restaurant and say, ah, that ain't it. There's also probably a lot of people that leave negative reviews when they have a bad experience, but more people look at the restaurant and say, that's not it. Yep. More people judge it that way than, than the other way. So I just want to throw that out for context. Just... As a closing statement. My next level nugget would be, I used to say this all the time, I don't anymore, but if you, if you want to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. How do you, how do you take constructive feedback and uh, you know, wean through the destructive feedback? Because mm. one thing that I've matured in that I think is valuable is a lot of the things that people were judging me for back then they had a point. Now, it definitely wasn't warranted and it was definitely over the top and it was definitely mean, but there was a point. So let's say 2% of their 100% overswing was actually valid. There is something to learn from in all feedback. In this case, probably not. I don't know. Maybe it's just the... Oh, it's something to learn about me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And, and that would be the next level nugget, which is there's something to learn about yourself and and in general whenever you get feedback whether it's constructive or destructive whether it's bullying or not 
But I would say that if you allow judgment to control you, you will not achieve your dreams. And that goes for me too. And that goes for Kevin as well. You know, if you're going to open a restaurant, some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love it. Hopefully a larger percent love it than hate it. And if that's not the case, you'll probably go out of business. So that's a whole nother judgment. But that's, judgment's a part of life. And you give a speech in front of a thousand people, you only have one character and you have a thousand reputations. And who you are behind the scenes when no one's watching is going to matter always more to your own fulfillment and your own life. So, so focus on that and hope the rest, you know, follows. Very well said. Very well said. Thank you, brother. You're very welcome. Next Level Nation, if you have not yet joined our private Facebook group, a place where you will be free of judgment, that I can, that I can guarantee you because that is what it's built on, please do so. The link will be in the show notes. We love to meet the community. We love to connect the community with other community members. I know it's hard to grow on your own. Growth is hard. Doing it alone is even harder. So join a group that will support you in your growth. I've got book club coming up right after this. This is one of the questions that I'm posing to book club today. This is after the recording. This is after, this is after the recording. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what if the things we don't quote unquote like about ourselves are actually just protecting us from a deeper fear, aka a fear of failure or a fear of success? In other words, if you think, oh, well, I'm shy and I don't like that I'm shy. What if being shy is actually keeping you from doing the audacious things that would light you up, like maybe rapping or singing or dancing or, or posting? So, so what if these things about ourselves that we dislike are actually protecting us from our own greatness in a way because we're actually afraid of judgment or we're actually afraid of failure or we're actually afraid of being hurt? Uh, so anyways, that's, that's kind of a little taste of book club. It's, it's a place where we contemplate next level books with next level people. We bounce ideas off each other. It's really awesome. I hope that you join. Uh, we're reading a book called The Courage to be Disliked right now. It's every Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I did check today. Today is our 150th session. So we've been doing this for a while. So I promise I'm getting decent at this. <laughs> halfway, halfway good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, been, it's been really, really beneficial for my thinking differently. That's the premise of Book Club is let's contemplate and think differently. Yeah. Right on. Tomorrow for episode number 1611, this is an episode we talked about doing and then we pushed it back a little bit because I didn't want it to be too close to a similar episode. The difference between high self-worth and entitlement. One of the most challenging pieces of relationships are dealing with people that are entitled and they're entitled to your time, they're entitled to your focus, whatever it is. It's, it's such a challenge. And I know we've all dealt with that to some level, but some people have super high self-worth and sometimes it comes off as entitlement. Sometimes entitlement comes off as super high self-worth. So we figured we'd do a deep dive into that and see what comes to the surface. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>